It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. With the Blue Jays having a very lackluster free agency, we want to get in and talk about what their options are for third base. We're also going to talk about Cody Bellinger's free agency, along with the first day of our player profiles. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jays. Thank you for making Locked On Blue Jays your first listen every day. You're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your Today, team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Well, Carter, episode two. Um, I think I'm, I'm more pumped than ever. There's, you know, there's a lot going on. Uh, this is the episode where we can sort of really dive in to the free agency. And I think the, the biggest problem right now that the Blue Jays are facing in not really having a direction where they want to go with their third base position. Um, I, I'm going to send it over to you. Of First of all, do you think that there's any possibility of Matt Chapman returning? Uh, I actually have him as the leading candidate. I do think he's going to return to uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't know how I actually feel about that, though, because uh, if, as fans remember, Matt Chapman in March and April, unbelievable, had player of the month, had 15 doubles in the month of April, which is just absolutely ridiculous. And after that, he just completely changed, fell off the face of the earth. He hit 203, I believe that around 203 in, in the last uh, few months of the season. And that first, uh, the first month, it was all the way up to, I have it here on my uh, my notes here, 384. Jeez. So that's a huge drop off. And obviously he's just missing middle, middle pitches. But the thing is that we don't really have a third baseman on this team, obviously. And Matt Chapman, you're going to get the defensive premium. He's been a gold glover his entire career, platinum glover. So you know you're going to have a rocket third base. And the pitchers have already talked about it. They've all said that, hey, like we feel way more confident pitching here when we know that if there's a ground ball on the left side of the infield or the way both played last year in Matt Chapman, that they're going to make be able to make the routine plays for sure and make a lot of spectacular plays as well, as you see, yeah. uh, year in, year out. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sort of with you. Uh, Matt Chapman's definitely my number one option. I, I don't know. I don't think he's a replaceable player. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know. Each, you, you look at all of his stats. um, his uh, wins above replacement was at a 4.4. Everybody else's that 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 are our options right now on the team aren't above a 1.4. So it, it's a little concerning when going into this season, the the fans. I don't even think Ross Atkins 100% really knows what the plan is, and uh, that that's frustrating. So it, say say we don't get Matt Chapman back. What are your next options for? For that third base position. So here's the thing. Uh, third baseman market is not great, like I was saying. And the only options really left are they hit our third baseman, but they're almost more like DHs. Because uh, one player I do have who had a great year last year, but he is getting up there is Justin Turner, the third baseman. On. He was playing for the Red Sox. Slash, I believe it was uh, 276 with uh, it was 20, 26 home runs, I believe. So uh, it's like he's right there with Vladdy as well. So if we have Justin Turner last year. He's one of the best hitters on our team. The problem is he's not really filling that third baseman void because he's not playing a lot of defensive reps. Yeah. And and I'm sorry, I, I'm at the point right now where, yeah, we need hits. We need hits badly. 
but would I want to sacrifice the defensive attributes that Matt Chapman brings? No, but I think we do have to start looking at, okay, if we, if we can't get Matt Chapman back, is that our best option? Because we got a couple others. I mean, we could bring up Addison Barger. I don't know if that is necessarily our best choice. I also think that, uh, that there, we, we have to look at IKF and see if, if, if he is our number one option. And then we have Santiago Espinal as well. And just, uh, Ross Atkins did an interview. I think it was last week where he said, we feel really good about the team that we have. Well, I'd argue that Ross, I'd argue that one. Yeah. I feel like a lot of fans will uh, not agree with him there. And sorry, I'm just going to correct myself. There's 23 home runs for uh, Justin Turner there. But uh, yes, uh, from a third base perspective, even just a, a perspective in general of free agency, I don't think IKF really moves the needle for anyone. So if Ross is happy with this team, I don't think a lot of fans are going to appreciate that. But if, as of right now, Addison Barger, he looked good in uh, in 2022. Last year, not as great at the plate. He was a full year in AAA, so it might be a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, his power was kind of lost. He only had nine home runs. And he does have a great arm from third base. So that's one thing that would be huge for him. I think it's more realistic that it would be either IKF or uh, Santiago Espinal. I'm surprised they actually haven't traded Espinal, considering we have IKF and Kevin Biggio. Kind of, we have a lot of players on this team that can play pretty much any position that we want. We want them to play, so we don't really need any of these like Swiss Army knives anymore. So I know there was interest in Espinal from other teams. I think the Dodgers were one. There's a couple other ones in, uh, in the NL there, but yeah, uh, Espinal was he has made a couple good uh, plays at third base. But is he your everyday third baseman? Is David Schneider going to be your everyday third baseman? That's going to be tough to argue. Yeah, and I think the the thing with David Schneider is I think they want him at two because he hit – so many of his balls last year were hard hit balls. And, yeah, he like during the like that back little like month, month and a half of the season, he was hitting balls hard every time he was at the plate. But they'd be like line drive fly – you know, line drive outs, right, to the outfield. So – I think he'll, I think he's going to bounce back and play like we saw a little bit more in the beginning, not necessarily to that extent. Cause that was how cool was that? Unbelievable. Oh my goodness, dude. I, I was so fired up. Like he was, I think for like a couple months, he was like my favorite player of all time. Just, I was like, Oh my God, this guy's, this guy's the best. Right. Yeah. They say you emulate your stash after him. Man. So, That's right. Yeah. When I bring back the stash, it'll be for blue Jay season just to emulate David Schneider. Uh, but so we could, we talk about that. We, there's, there's so many options. Um, that we have. I, I do want to go over a little bit of Addison Barger's stats uh, from AAA. So he had nine home runs, 47 RBIs. He batted a 246. Do those hitting stats move the needle at all for you? Uh, not not particularly. If I, I know if you're hitting that in AAA, I can't imagine there's going to be a huge bump yeah. in the MLB unless uh, he does his best David Schneider impression, which obviously I'd love to see. I think realistically with Barger, we may see him get called up sometime in August. I don't think he'll make the team initially, but I'll get more into that uh, uh, later on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if, if he looks good though in uh, in tri- tri- spring training, AAA, why not pull him up? I think that was the biggest problem with David Schneider last year. We saw him for a long time. Hitting on this team struggled a lot last year. He was hitting for power for a long time in AAA. Kept playing it, kept playing it. They call him up and he hits five home runs in like three, four games. Yeah. And he's hitting like 615, setting all these records. Yeah. So keeping that in AAA really just uh, pissed off a lot of fans, I believe, last year. Yeah. And 
it, it is tough, right? Because you don't want to move these guys too early and kill their confidence either, which I, I could understand, right? You bring them up and then they just get they they just get taken out, and slaughtered, right? You don't want that either. So th- we have lots of options. Uh, we will, I'm going to leave sort of the, the third base question here with right now. Matt Chapman's not available. Who do you want to see day one? Day one. Who do I want to see or who do I think we're going to see is a question. Okay, we'll do who do you want to see and then who do you think we'll see? Who I want to see? I probably want to see David Schneider, honestly. I think just uh, his upside from last year, we saw what he can do. Obviously, like he's not going to keep that 650 pace or whatever. We kind of saw him fall off a little bit at the end of the year. But I would like to see David Schneider. Unfortunately, I think it is going to be Santiago Espinal starting on opening day. I don't love that. Uh, he's going to be one of the worst third basemen in the league <laughs> from a hitting perspective. His yeah. feeling, I, I don't mind his feeling. Like in that sense, his d- defensive uh, play is good, but it's not really moving the needle. He's going to be hitting eight in the lineup. It just, it's, it's, it's going to be tough for a Jays team that's already been struggling hitting uh, all of last season. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'd like to see David Schneider. I think it, it sounds like they want to start him at two, um, but I think we can leave Cavan at two. Kevin played great at the end of the year last year. I, that I think so too. And so I think if you move Davis to three, that would be my ideal. Um, I think he's got, like you said, way more upside. Just the arm for me is the only problem for him. I mean, he yeah. said he said in there he was working on it. Yeah, yeah. Which which I, I fully believe. I think I think he's a guy that he got his opportunity and now wants to make the most of it. Absolutely. Um, but who I think we'll see is I think they're gonna start IKF. Yeah, IKF. That is one of the only free agents the Blue Jays have signed. And speaking of that, well, or soon coming up, we're going to go into Cody Bellinger and will he sign with the Blue Jays? Do the Blue Jays need him? And will he be able to keep up his uh, toward pace from last year? Coming up. This episode of Locked on Blue Jays is brought to you by FanDuel. With the MLB season not quite getting going yet, there is the NFL playoffs. And there's time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet. The new Explore tab is a great way to find the live same-game parlays, which I love to use. Those are my go-to. Um, and you can make a parlay in the actual parlay hub that they have. Really easy, really simple. Go onto there and try that out. The best way to make and find popular parlays and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. After the holidays, we could all use a little extra cash in our pockets, especially after all of the gift giving. We still need to buy everyday things we need. Make sure you're getting cash back on all of your everyday purchases with Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $145 per year. That could cover the cost of your entire shopping trip, buy that flight you've been eyeing, that Blue Jays game you've been dying to go to, or that fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can use and cash out of your bank account, PayPal's, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million savers that earn cash back every time you shop over 2,700 brands and retailers. These include Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKEDONMLB when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back 
and use the code Locked On MLB. That is I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use Locked On MLB. So just some quick sort of things before we get into our free agency. You guys can follow us both on Twitter or X. I do this every time. I don't know what to call it anymore. That, yeah. yeah. Um, mine's Braden 5 Iwasco. Carter's Carter first two because he couldn't get the one, and that's going to be a joke forever now. Um, You're not first, your last. That's right, I guess. Yeah. Some Ricky Bobby. I love it. Um, so before we get into this, so, sort of just some weird Blue Jays news that came out. Uh, I saw a TSN post. Jose Batista acquired the ownership rights of the Las Vegas Lights FC. I guess it's a soccer team. I'm not a big soccer guy no, myself. but FC, that does say soccer, though. Yeah. Good so for him, getting, uh, expanding his horizons, eh? I like it. You know, whatever brings Jose Batista back into, like, the media a little bit, I absolutely love the guy. Oh, you how, how can't you, man? That, that's Blue right. Jays fan. Oh, so many good moments from that guy. We need another Jose Batista on this team. We do need another Jose Batista on this team. We'll get into it. We'll, we'll get into like the, uh, maybe take a look back at the 2016, 2015, uh, teams. Yeah. Um, and, and you have some big news, uh, regarding the Mets too, right? Yeah, I do actually. And believe it or not, Vladimir Guerrero's brother, Vladimir Miguel Guerrero, has signed with the Mets for a signing bonus of 117,000. He's only 17 years old. Uh, I'd do a lot for that guy, having both the Guerreros on the same team. That would be cool. Yeah, I I, I mean, it just like, it would be like the Sedins back together, right? I know some people don't like the Sedins, but, you know. We're both Canucks fans, so we're biased. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of bias. So, uh, so I don't know. It, it's just that family aspect, right? Kids would probably play together growing up and stuff like that. Maybe, you know, fires them both up a little bit. I don't bit. know. He, it, apparently, his best uh, attribute is hitting for power, and Vlad doesn't really know how to do that anymore. So I don't know if we want him, actually. Okay, so before we start getting too hard on Vladdy, um, let's move into some free agency talks. Cody Bellinger is currently a free agent. There's a lot to discuss here. Um, I, I think, first of all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over some of his stats from last season. Um, he hit four, he had 499 at-bats, 26 home runs, 97 RBIs, with a 307 batting average and a 990 fielding percentage. Is that good? Can't tell if that's good. Yeah, yeah, take it, take it or leave it. I guess. No, Cody Bellinger played in a really, really good season last year. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll start with you, and then, and then I'll, I'll jump in. But do you have belief, first of all, that the Jays would go after him? Second of all, do you would you want him yourself? Yeah, I think it would be funny because then there would be four Blue Jays outfielders that could all play center field, which would be crazy. And they're all great defenders, too. The, uh, for Cody Bellinger, the market's going to be like, huge for him. He's one of the biggest guys left out there. So I think you're probably going to have to overpay him no matter what. Again, it's not our money. I don't really care about that. My uh, my biggest problem with Cody Bellinger, though, is the consistency. You saw it in 2019, unbelievable year, 47 home runs, NL MVP, gold glove, all these accolades. Next two years, he's hitting just over 200. If the Jays decide to pay a guy like that 20, 25, maybe even 30 million, depending on the market, and you get that season out of them, that's one of those contracts that uh, are going to be tough to get out of and they're going to hurt the team pretty, uh, pretty badly. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit with you. My, I think Cody Bellinger throughout his entire career has been one of those players that have been very up and down. You never really know from season to season what you're going to get with him. Um, when he's, you know, his highs are high, but his lows are low. Um, so that's something you sort of have to take into consideration. And I don't personally, I think we have too many players on this team right now that have that same problem. 
really high highs, really low lows. And I think we need to start looking at players who are in more of that. Maybe they're not the, the, the greatest baseball players of all time, but they're averagely good. Not great, but good. Consistency, right? That's what this team needs is some consistency. But in the same respect, we talk about the Blue Jays aren't making any free agent moves. So if they pulled up with Cody Ballinger and made this move, I, I, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm a, but, but I will be skeptical, especially what, depending on what the pay is. And saying that, I don't think Cody Bellinger will go back to just hitting 200. Like maybe there will be some regression because he did have a great year. 26 home runs would lead tie the Jays. So you can't really complain about that too yeah. much, right? Yeah. So yeah, with Cody Bellinger, uh, again, feeling's good. Uh, he'd probably slide in around that five slot right now, I want to say. Yeah. But the thing is, you could sign any free agent ever. If you don't have Vladdy, you don't have Kirk, Barshow, all these guys. Had, so a lot of guys had down years. You don't have them hitting. You could you could get Shoei Otani on this team. It's not going to matter. Yeah, you, you can't get consistent, consistency throughout the lineup. It's tough for one or two guys to carry you. Like Bobuchet tried his best, but you saw how that went in the playoffs. Well, and, and we look at the look at the Angels. They've had Trout, they had Otani for years, but they didn't build a, around them well enough. So that's that's the problem, right? Baseball is such um, like one superstar isn't going to win you games. Two, three superstars aren't going to win you games. You need an entire team that's you know, all playing decent enough. Not great, decent enough. That's all we need is decent enough. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll sort of see how this sort of offseason goes and, and you know, as we get closer and closer to spring training, if they do make any moves. I'm, I'm personally at the point where I feel like they're not going to make any moves. Um, but we can, I guess, get into that more. Do you have anything to add on Cody Bellinger? Um, I just want to say that when he hits home runs, they are cool. The way he swings the bat and yeah. just launches when he makes full contact and gets the meat of the bat on that ball, it just it starts flying. It's it's fun to watch. Yeah, he's a good looking ball player. Yeah, he um, does have that style. Some money ball again or what? <laughs> Sorry, we saw the uh, the comments yesterday um, about our Billy Bean money ball reference, and I couldn't stop laughing about it. So I think the Jays could use that. Yeah, yeah, we might <laughs> need to find a diamond in the rough. That's right. Yeah. Um, so we got plenty more to talk about. We really want to get in. We've just decided to start doing these player profiles. We've listed out for us uh, ourselves a bunch of like the players who we think could or are going to be on the the active roster coming up. We're going to talk about do they deserve to be on the active roster? Do they think uh, they will regress or if uh, we can see more from them this year? So we'll get right into that. I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin, right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if a parent, uh, a family member, or uh, got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician's encounter. It will be reviewed by a board of certified physicians, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacist at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. 
All right, with the NFL playoffs going on, a big upset from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers actually last night over the Eagles. Uh, there's a lot of NFL content for us to cover here at Locked On. And Locked On has launched its first ever national 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day, local experts on Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Yeah, so, you know, we said we're going to start with these player profiles. So we've picked two guys uh, for this episode that we want to sort of go over. Um, I think it was your pick. I, I sort of, I sort of gave you the list and you sort of made the, the decision on who we're talking about today. Um, and, and a guy we've, we've been talking about a decent amount so far. And that's Addison Barger. Addison Barger. Yeah. That, it could be our uh, key to third base this year, depending on how he plays. Kind of hinted at that a little bit at the start of the episode. Uh, he's only 24 years old. One thing I found interesting about him is that he kind of played all over in, uh, in AAA. Yeah. Played some right field, played some shortstop, some third base. Again, just fitting that Jay's uh, build of the Swiss Army knife. Apparently, everyone's got to be able to do that. Might see uh, Kirk in left field coming up. I don't know if Ross has that in his bag, but hopefully not anyway. But uh, that would be funny. Uh, yeah, he's, his best attribute is hitting for power. Again, the average went a little bit down from last year, I know. Yeah. Uh, he's feeling so strong, strong arm. A pretty average fielder. Definitely would be a, a little bit worse than Matt Chapman. But, I mean, the, most people are worse yeah. at fielding than Matt Chapman. So, that's not really saying too much. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, uh, one interesting thing about Barger is that, uh, he was before he started playing uh professional baseball, he's actually a natural right hitter, believe it or not. And what he did is he went actually to switch hitting based off of Ichiro. He modeled his career off of Ichiro and decided he's going to hit left-handed because he just loved this Japanese style of baseball. I think that's just awesome. Yeah. He said, screw right-handed hitting. I'm going to hit left-handed because that's cooler. Hey, you can't have a better like mentor in the game or, or, uh, a person to aspire to be than Ichiro. Oh, exactly. Just just a, a class act. He was one of the best players of all time, debatably. So fun to watch. Fun dude. to watch. Just entertaining. Um, yeah. I, you know what? Addison Barger has some interesting stats. I'll repeat them again for you guys so so you know sort of what we're looking at. He had nine home runs in AAA, 47 RBIs. He bat, His batting average was a .246 uh, in 94 games played. That's not a huge sample size. No, definitely not. Um, so I feel like there is room for work. I know he had a little bit of injury problems last year. Yeah. Um, what do, again, this is sort of goes back and takes me back to a little bit of the David Schneider, right? Where it's, do you wait too long? And then you feel like, oh man, we could have really used them. Right. Especially when we play IKS or third base. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, is, is it too early? The other thing is you don't want to bring him in and wreck his confidence for him coming back and being a really, really solid player, especially after the year he had last year where maybe he didn't feel the best. So do you want to bring him up and risk hurting his confidence? That's the thing. If you're the Blue Jays management, you have to be confident that if you're going to bring him up, you can't do the same thing as you did with David Schneider. They threw him in for two weeks, and then all of a sudden he wasn't playing for a week, and then they decided to throw him in and expected them to be successful when yeah. he hasn't actually faced live pitching in a week. So if you're going to call out Barger, you have to give him the playing time. You have to at least let him try to earn the third base role, give him 20, 30 games, and just make sure he's dealing in AAA. If he's not hitting 280, 290, why pull him up? Like you said, ruin his confidence. That sets people back for years. I mean, look at, say, Alec Manoa right now. His confidence is at all-time low. Who knows who he's going to pitch for us next, uh, next year? Yeah, I, no idea. I, I 100% uh, I'm on board with you. Um yeah, I guess it, it's sort of a wait and see thing because we're not in the room 
we don't know what Ross is necessarily thinking. Don't know what John Schneider's thinking. Don't know what John Schneider. We we have a a fun segment coming up. Maybe not fun for for uh, for Schneids, but um, on uh, Friday's episode, we're going to talk uh, just sort of about John Schneider's sort of uh, role last year and how we feel it went and how we managed the bullpen. Yeah, how he managed, you know, a lot of things. Um, we were very high on him, but we'll get more into that on Friday. Um, the next guy I want to go into today is Zach Pop. And what do you think he's going to do this year? Yeah, Zach Pop uh, came over in that Anthony Bass trade, and uh, we all know how that ended. Uh, not great between the Blue Jays and Bass, but we still have Pop uh, in our minor league system here. He did start the year in the MLB, did struggle a little bit. Uh, it's kind of hanging a slider a little bit. He is a sinker slider pitcher, so it's about 60-40 split. Throws a sinker more often. Uh, yeah, he's not uh, not great stats. I think it was just over a six ERA in uh, the MLB. Six five nine. Six, yeah, yeah. That's, not not great. Not great. Tough. But by the year before, I know when we got him from Anthony, uh, that Anthony Bass trade, he was around a two eight, and that sinker when he hits, his sinker's on. There's got there's at least four or five inches of movement downward, and it's hard. He averages about ninety six on that sinker. Yeah. So he has the potential. Yeah. And and you know what? That sinker slider combo is is a little bit difficult because as soon as you lose it, it's almost like when you lose command of one, you don't have enough option to then go and, and make things happen. So if your slider's not on that day or your sinker's not on that day, then you're sort of screwed. And, um, but you're right when he, when he was on and he was playing well and he was being able to locate the pitches, he was playing well. Um, so I'll ask you this. Do you think that he's going to start with the active roster? I, I do think he's going to beat out Nate Pearson. I think he's going to get that eighth spot unless we do end up adding to the bullpen, which is definitely possible. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a yeah, battle between him and Pearson. We saw Pearson last year, same thing. He uh, struggled a little bit. I think Pop, if he gets just a good start in spring training, kind of gets that confidence up, he has a little bit more control over uh, that uh, sinker-slider combo. If he can work low in the zone with uh, the sinker, then I think he's going to be successful. He's a great double play pitch. So I think a good yeah. guy to come in, lower leverage, obviously. Uh, probably like a sixth inning, seven, maybe seventh inning guy, depending on the situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 100 with you. I, I think, I think he's also going to na- beat out Nate Pearson. Um, I, I really want Nate Pearson to be really good. Um, I, I do. Like everything in me is like, please just, just figure it out. But we're going to talk more about Nate Pearson in upcoming episodes when we continue with these player profiles. Um, Carter, I this was a really good episode. I thought. I think we, uh, we were rolling. Um, a lot of good stuff to talk about. Next episode on Friday, we have sort of a fun one for sort of for everybody. We we were sort of throwing around some ideas last night. Um, and so do you want to hint at maybe some of those? Uh, yeah, I'll kind of go over it. So, yeah, the first we got the, the John Schneider segment, just how he manages the team, the bullpen. Uh, the second segment is just some attitudes on the team. We kind of went over a little bit with Vladdy, uh, just uh, being sort of unserious. Some other guys are doing that as well. And third segment is a little bit of a mystery segment that you guys are going to have to find out and uh, tune in on Friday to watch. Yeah, we, we try to, we, our goal is to sort of keep the third, sort of this third, uh, bit here. Um, more lighthearted and fun. Yeah, lighthearted, sort of just some stuff that we find interesting or, or that we want to do. So it's going to be a fun one. Uh, Carter's actually got something very cool planned for that third segment. So make sure you guys stick around, but there's going to be some very, very cool, um, talks about John Schneider, the attitudes. I think if you're a person that, that, you know, maybe has watched baseball a long time, have noticed these attitude changes. 
Um, we're going to dive really deep into that and, uh, and really give you our thoughts. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I had a great episode. Do you want to, uh, maybe, maybe give the rest of locked on a shout out? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thanks, uh, everyone watching. Uh, be sure to tune in to the locked on 24 seven streaming app, uh, NFL playoffs. Uh, we have a great, a bunch of great content creators over there at locked on NFL uh, podcast. Sure to check them out. NFL games are uh, a lot of them coming down to the wire. Yeah. But also a lot of blowouts. Couldn't believe the, uh, the Packers and uh, the Bucks there. I had those being closer games, but uh, yeah, thank you guys for watching. Tune in next week and we'll see you then. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.